Hey, it's Skippy from Mornings with Lone Star. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I can't get no relief. Drink my wine. All right. Good morning, Montgomery County. Uh, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. On IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course, Mornings of Lone Star, social medias, Facebook, YouTube, blah, 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 all that stuff. If Broadcasting you, live from Singapore. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, downtown Conroe, of course. I've been to Singapore once, so that, that counts. Counts. Actually, Changi Airport, which is the Singapore airport, I think one of the best airports in the world I have ever encountered. And I've, uh, what do you mean, like they welcomed you and the, you didn't have to touch the floor, they just carried you everywhere? Pretty much. Uh, it's gargantuan, <clears throat> but it has a butterfly sanctuary, you know, like a little miniature rainforest. Where, you, you know, like they have at the, the Museum District in Houston? Okay. Where you walk through and there are butterflies. There's a 24-hour cinema that displays movies 24-7 for free and with long, you know, wide seating so you can make sure to have your uh, your luggage with you showers um every concourse has got this really long you know those those moving sidewalks uh hyper clean very comfortable yeah love me some changi airport so there you go well before we get to the show Mm -hmm. we are brought to you by conroe coffee and Mm -hmm. clean sweep office cleaning thank you guys for supporting the show thank you and then let's do some weather and traffic for the bottom of the hour uh, traffic conditions and I on I forty five are actually really great all the way to Houston until about six ten, and then uh, you're gonna run into some trouble over the highway sixty nine, New Caney and also Patton Village, Mondora area. You're looking pretty dang good. Uh, east to west on one hundred five, not seeing any issues. Uh, same thing with fourteen eighty eight and twenty fifty four and two forty two. So traffic conditions in the Montgomery County area are good. There you go. Weather's pretty good too. Uh, partly cloudy going into sunny all day and all night. Well, until the moon comes out. 84 right now. Going to go up another 13 degrees to 97. Whoa, humidity is already 78%, so it feels like 94. Uh, the official Lone Star weather tree outside lets me know that winds are coming in from the south. They're always coming from the south, about 8 miles an hour. Uh, today and tomorrow, more of the same. Highs in the mid-90s, lows in the low 70s. But Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, thunderstorms. Or on the, on the plate. That's exciting that, for yeah. Father's Day. <laughs> for Father's Day, and just enough time for me to get back in my house and let the, let the rains begin again. <laughs> I can see you sleepwalking when it's raining at night, and you have like a bucket, and you're <laughs> like, no, bailing it out, no, no. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think the biggest news right now is uh, the Korea and Trump, and I know everyone's kind of, it's you know, it's really funny to me. About right. this, so I was sitting. I had dinner last night with my parents at Kitchen Tales, which is, of course, we'll plug it all day. It's a delicious place, and they had the news on, and it was the twenty four seven news cycle channels. And there's two th- two thoughts came to me. One is I love events like this because the news people have nothing to go on, so they literally are showing them arrive in a black car for at least thirty minutes, the same footage. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to the talking head for, you know, two, two minutes. And then it goes back to the, the same car going up there. And then um, it's just – it's entertaining to me that you know that this meeting is so 
don't know, not tense, but like just so important that the news is like, and the news probably hates it because they don't know anything. Like they're literally not invited to anything. So they're just sitting there talking about it, talking about it. And I got, I was like, I can't imagine having that job for like two hours or two days. They're like, we don't know what's going on, but we got to keep producing it. We got to keep putting it out there. Did you see the way he shook his hand? Let's talk about it for two hours. And I can't, I, I just can't imagine the producers of the shows having a good life. <laughs> well, especially when they're under the gun, make him look bad, make this happen, you know, or make something out of nothing is what I, what I meant to say. That you well, look at the body. Well, what's funny is one of my friends is a body language expert. Mm-hmm. Like he went to, he had, he studied it and all this kind of stuff. So he's occasionally on like Channel Two and and things like that. And I told him I was like, man, you really need to get involved with this political stuff because you could be hired all year round. And especially if you become like the Trump body language expert, everyone would be calling you. Everyone, just so I mean, and you just have to have a little edge to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can be employed for the rest, like for the next two years, three years, you're being employed. But uh, no, I think it's I think it's really neat to see all this stuff going on and everyone's opinions blowing up and seeing what's going on with what actually comes from it. Now, I had to ask you because I know they had a joint statement. Mm-hmm. But see, remember yesterday I was asking on yesterday's show, I was asking like what concrete thing comes from this? Is it like is it a piece of paper or somebody sitting there on like an uh, Apple II word processor going like, all right, here's what they're saying. This is what we agree to. You review it. I review it. You review it. I review it. Let's sign it. And I mean, that is that are they past that yet, or where are they with that? Uh, since this is this summit is kind of a sit down now. What happened was there was substantial talk of a complete, complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula, which is ginormous. Yeah, especially because, for the South Koreans. Yeah, well, because we were going in there thinking, okay, maybe we can get them to you know knock it down a bit, or or we'll give you a lot of money if you basically <clears throat> like the Bataran deal. We'll give you a boatload of money. If you promise not to continue for a while, I think Un and we talked about this last week really hurt himself with those missile tests and and blowing up that mountain. I I think he really went okay. I shouldn't be playing with these things. Well, I got the agreement right here. Okay. So do you want me to read off? Please, what, absolutely. What? That would be awesome. So here's the bullet points of the agreement: the United States and DPK uh, RK commit to establish a new U.S. DPRK relations in accordance with the desire of the peoples of the two countries for peace and prosperity. So basically, let's have peace. Okay, great. The United States and this uh, DPRK will join their efforts to build a lasting and stable peace uh, peace regime regime on the Korean Peninsula. So when they say Korean Peninsula, do they mean North and South? North and South Korea. Okay. And then they reaffirm the April 27th declaration of uh, the DPRK commits to work towards complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. And the fourth one is uh, the United States and the DPRK commit to recovering POW MIA remains, including the immediate reparations for, of those already identified. Which is, I mean, do we have any North Korean people over here? No, they didn't come over here. I was curious. Yeah, and no. then also, and that, again, and that's also huge, so by the just way. Just so you know, and it's also said that in, uh, the press conference following Trump did and Kim also agreed to dismantle their missile engine, engine testing facility after the document was signed. Isn't that what you're saying? You hope they do that? 
Yeah. Well, they're doing it, apparently. Awesome. If they sign it. So. And the return of remains of fallen servicemen, because 99.99% now, this, of them. No, I'm just curious. Does this include anything, like, from South Korea? So, like, the POW MIA remains, I imagine there's some family members between the South and the North. South Korean... Are they going to work their own deals, basically? Yeah, well, well South Korea, um, that's where... If you ever watched like MASH or something, that's where we were based to go into North Korea when, you know, the, the skirmishes would happen at the battle lines. So anyone killed in South Korea, let's say from a missile attack or, or bombing or, or sniper or, or something like that, was pretty much brought home. South Korea was was our side where the good guys, as it were. North Korea falling under, uh, you know, the communist rule. Okay. So... Think about all these flags you see out there, the black ones that say POW, MIA. Vietnam was a lot of them, especially. Uh, but after the Khmer Rouge purge, um, you know, the, there are several left in, in Vietnam, but Korea was almost the forgotten one. There, there are lots of servicemen uh, in Korea who are missing, or a KIA or MIA. Now the KIAs get to come home. And think about it. It's been how many decades has it been? And I'm a little disheartened. I'm, I'm heartened by the summit. And I don't care who the president was, Obama, Reagan, Carter even, don't care. This is substantial. This is a really good thing. We have, as a result of this, uh, political prisoners, or not even political prisoners, people, American citizens kind of unjustly arrested, brought back home. Mm -hmm. uh, we have remains of our fallen soldiers brought back home. Okay. We have a whack job agreeing to total denuclearization. Well, it, this to me, it's too, there's too many parallels to Iran in the sense of we, it, what I've learned from the Iran deal is it's all talk. So what— There's no summit. Well, I'm not saying like— it's, it's still, It kind of puts it—makes it more real. Um, no, 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 it does. For you to sit down, for, for world leader to sit down next to world leader, it was like we had a, a on and off again relationship with China, let's say communist China, but it took Nixon— Going to China to make it real. From that point on, everything changed. And speaking of which, what kind of disheartened me is that I have people out there who still, you know, can't find anything. They want bad things to happen just so they can say, ah, I told you the president did this. And, you know, I had someone, a friend of mine on Facebook saying, yeah, well, you know, Nixon going to China didn't stop him, you know, everything else bad from happening down the line. They're like still wanting failure. Look at, take the day Everybody. And this is not pro-Trump. This is not anti-anybody. This is just take the day. This is a significant diplomatic coup that no one else has ever done. Ever. And the Korean War was in the 50s, 1950s. Yeah. We're talking 60 years of conflict could suddenly go away. And people are still, they're looking for, they're, they're wanting something better. They're wanting the talks to collapse. And, and no, take take the day. Hate the man. I don't care. Hate yeah. hate the hate the party. So hate the man. That's the big. That, that that's the huge. big news. So at least we're going somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. Forward momentum after decades of you know the embassy in Jerusalem. So what's it's next? Been done. Uh, what with Korea? No, with with Trump's new, you know, promises. I think once this is all over and done with, I think uh, we're going to see that the European Union is in a heap load of trouble. Financially and stuff, uh, Brexit is up for more um, 
voting. They're trying to, some people in England are trying to undo Brexit to go back in. And that's just causing almost a civil war over there. And this is where it's not, Those are your not our deal. Hmm? I know, he's my peeps. Dudes, make up your minds. That's all I can say. Well, I just thought that was really interesting. And especially when I saw that car drive up probably about 27 times. I was like, I wonder what's going to happen for this because this is really getting me right now. Uh, outside <laughs> of that, so I, thought, I figured you liked this point. So congratulations to the summit people. It's not over yet, though, right? No, but he is leaving tonight. And again, uh, the president is kind of owning it by saying, I'm out of here. You know, 8.15 tonight, I'm, I'm gone. So we got to make sure stuff happens before then. We got to speed this up. Go speed this up. Speed up. That's right. So uh, what, we're going to hang out for a little bit, take a sponsor break. And when we come back, we'll have more stuff to talk about. If you want to comment or anything like that, we are on social media, Facebook, all that good stuff. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we're live on Facebook and YouTube to watch. So check that out. We'll be right back after a couple of messages. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com. Brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. We're talking about a little bit about the Trump, Trump, what is it called? Summit meeting with North mm-hmm. Korea. And, uh, like, they, I mean, I cannot imagine being a producer for a news station. I mean, think about that. Like, you know, what I can't think of, what I would not want to do is be the video booth guy. If that makes sense. Because that's what Jake does. Right. Uh, he does the video booth for Fox Sports. And luckily, he loves sports, so he's okay with watching, you know, 10,000 sport things. But doing this coverage of the news stuff, I mean, that one guy, that one video guy is like, man, how, how many times are we going to repeat this same footage? I'll just keep running. That's all we got. That's all we got. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, no, it's a problem with the 24-hour news cycle. You've got to fill it, and you have shareholders that you have to make happy. And Do you see the news <clears throat> ever evolving in that regard? Like getting rid of the 24-hour news cycle? Yes. Mm. Well, Because I said there was two things that made me think about something that fishtails. Mm-hmm. Uh, kitchen tails, sorry. And the other thing I was thinking about was before the 24-hour news cycle, did they have TVs everywhere? In restaurants and stuff? Because I know sports no. bars did. No, sports, sports bars. Sports bars did. But mm-hmm. like normal restaurants, normal things like that. Mm-mm. Did they have TVs everywhere? No, you would have your one TV in the corner with the uh, rabbit ears or maybe and, there was a cable box. Well, it's either by the bar. Yeah. Usually there's a TV by the bar for 
Yeah, there was be the one obligatory one. So when you had a movie where somebody's sitting out ordering a drink, like, hey, turn that up. And you see the news report talking about their exact situation. Yeah. I love that movie trope. But yeah, that was it. No, back in the day, uh, I remember the early days when like cell phones were starting to become popular. There were restaurants where you had to check your cell phone at the door. And they would let you know. Yeah, are those like fancy places? Uh, the fancier places, yeah. Like you had to wear a coat? Mm-hmm. But some of them were like normal places going, you know, just leave it here. And if you get a call, because they didn't want people, ah, yeah, yeah, how's it going? Well, you, well, basically what we have nowadays, it's a whole new, it's a shift and it'll never go back. The The only way we're ever going to get rid of like well, cell phones was, is no, if there's EMP No, there attack. was a joke with that because I think Larry David on that show, he made a joke about why can't you just talk to somebody on the phone at a restaurant because... If you had somebody in front of you, it's okay. But if you have somebody on the phone, it's not okay. Because when you're person to person, you can gauge on when I'm quiet. And we can go loud. <clears throat> you put a phone to your automatically, hey, yeah, I'm here. I mean, because you got to talk over that leaves only one ear open and all you're hearing is oh, all the ambient restaurant sound. That's you. Is I, it? I've evolved. Have you evolved? Yeah, I can do it. See, I know I don't talk on a phone in a restaurant. What I'll do is I'll excuse myself from the table. I, it's just it's just a thing. I, I'm Mr. Phone all the way, and I, I get it. I, I'll check messages yeah. or whatnot. But no, I was just thinking about that because it. And I told I always explain to Holly when we go out to eat. I was like, can we just do a place that doesn't have a TV because I get yelled at because I'm not paying attention to her. <laughs> and I was like, I have horrible. I, I don't want to call it ADD, but when there's a TV on, like my eyes just kind of go. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it's something meaningless on. Like like CSI, I'll watch it. And I'll try to figure out the plot, <laughs> even though you can't hear anything. But uh, no, I always wondered that because I was like, man, this is kind of distracting. I want to sit here and talk with her and my mom and dad and Father's Day is coming up. And nope, let's watch Trump arrive at this place 32 times. And and then my, what I love is the subtitles are on and they never are accurate. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. Anything else going on? I know we're going to do some local news at the top of the hour, but... Anything in the headlines you want to talk about or you know, share with our audience? Yeah, or? but uh, even though with local news, something I want to talk about because it's about to start at 930, uh, Montgomery County Commissioner's Court, okay, uh, which meets today, uh, they're going to, uh, on the agenda is discussion of disbursement of an additional $50 million okay. for the road for road projects on top of the $280 million that has already that been bonded. Been, yeah. And so this is pretty much going to start right now. Now, it takes a few hours. Commissioner's Court's like two or three hours at least. That's the Adam B. Sandler building, the cool courthouse building, just a couple blocks away. Uh, be a part of it. Uh, it's open to the public. You, you, not everyone can talk on the agenda. You know, there there is open time, but you got to get, get it like pre-approved. But yeah, <laughs> watch the commissioner's court in action. See see uh, what's what. What kind of roads they want to improve? I know they're, they're working on twenty fifty four over here in Conroe, but I was everybody, gonna... every all four precincts would benefit from an additional. Well, yeah, more money funds. means. But it's like the project's already started. No problem. Have you been on Rayford Sawdust lately? Yeah. Okay, it's so you know they're they're about to do the changing. the overpass. How'd you like it? To, well, it's going to take another two years because we got to slow down work. You know, let's fund that. Let's get it done. You're not stuck by a train anymore, and they'll open it back up to, you know, four lanes total instead of just two or three. Uh, yeah, everybody uh, will benefit from from road bond projects, and don't forget the commissioners that they're primary jobs beyond like budgeting and stuff like that, but actual, you know, things they do include infrastructure, which is roadways, drainage. In fact, I'm going to be talking to my county commissioner, James Nowak, through the court about our gullies. You were at my house and you, you know, we have those, those gullies near the, near the street. 
well, they've been kind of the the flooding kind of brought down a lot of soil and stuff. So the gullies are like half filled up. So we need Commissioner Square to to approve someone to come out and dig out our gullies again. Yeah, and that's what they're there for. But mobility, mosquito abatement. Yeah, I heard that there was a West Nile case reported in the West. N- and yeah, already it's going down. Zika still a thing. So, and I'm of the age now where. I, I don't. I guarantee you, there's snicker. some. There's whoever's doing the spraying stuff. He has a little West Nile, you know, mosquito traps. And he's like, "All right, I'll release them, and then I just so I can keep getting paid." How do you like to be the guy who's one job and it's intern Bob? And Bob, you got to go out and find me mosquitoes and test intern them for West Bob. Nile. That's like Love the cruddiest it. job in the universe. I got to go out there and find a mosquito with I West Love Nile. It. <laughs> Well, you know what? I do want to let listeners know we got uh, the the Greek squad coming in on uh, Thursday. Thursday, yeah, Greek squad and Greek remind squad, people hey. who they are. Yeah, they they are the folks who won the burger contest, best burger over in the Woodlands. Uh, Throwdown, Te- Texas Throwdown Texas Burger, Throwdown, blah, 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 blah. Uh, third annual Texas Throwdown, and uh, so we're gonna find out what makes their Greek burger all bad. And my theory is it's their meat because the Greek knows their meat. Now, I see. I, I'm gonna say it's the sauce. You say the meat. I say the sauce. That's so easy. We're not playing the prices right. You can't just like go to the obvious other choice. Well, if, one dollar, Bob. For, one dollar. It's obvious for a reason because it's probably what it is. Oh, and man. apparently, there's going to be like a best tacos thing listed uh, announced if it hasn't been already. So we got to get those people in too. That's true. We all. I mean, do you th- do you think we can get a Greek squad to bring in a sample of their burger so we can find out what made it? Nine a.m. Do you really want to eat a burger at nine a.m.? You know your refusal to eat a nine a.m. burger. That's how the terrorists win. I'm just oh, saying. Oh man. That's an easy cop out, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, so we, my, so, that's my fallback. So we got them to come in, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. And outside that, you know what officially happened yesterday? I did a lot of laundry. The United States repealed net neutrality. Yet oddly, my bill's the same, and I've been on my uh, tablet this morning, and it's working just fine. So wow, you know, I can't wait. A year from now, is seeing the percentages of local communities or states that pass their own neutrality mm-hmm. just to see because that was my theory behind this was this this does more of the state rights instead of Absolutely. federal rights and i think it's important that people who really care about the internet talk to their local uh authorities because like city of connor they're the one that approves everything who can service this and area. that puts the power back in it's there's been a lot of chicken little just ah neutrality we're all gonna you know well absolutely literally nothing has changed and well, not gonna... what I like is Suddenlink's now up in their their presence here. We got I got an email yesterday. They basically quadrupled our speed with like a minimum fee upgrade. And I don't know if it was that that's the long con they got me, but it was in my budget, so I was like, you know what, doing it. And so I I don't know if it's the service or what, but when I um got everything turned back on in the house, I changed internet providers. I went from UVerse to Spectrum. I got a good deal on Spectrum. Okay, I never heard of Spectrum. Uh, they are part of the charter Some system. Rich corporate office. Place. I don't think so. Uh, but I got I got a sweet package deal, so I've actually got my own TV in my in my office with my own you know cable box. Yes. I suppose because uh, I have uh, uh, not Dish Network, the other one, Direct TV for my typical cable. But I downloaded something like early this morning or legal? late last night. No, 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 it was legal, but it was like. Whoop! It, it, I mean, I'm used to my, my old uh, internet provider took forever. Now I don't know if it was 
I don't know if it had anything to do with net neutrality or if I got a better deal or if it was just better equipment, but uh, holy cow. But with what you're talking about, like going back to the States, there's a trend on that. And I'm, I'm a fan of that. It's, I remember a few uh, months ago, um, the president signed something to, for I think the Utah for monuments. Okay. And, oh yeah. That was, that was like seven months ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah. A few months ago. And, and there was pretty good. Ah, you know, so you can sell to oil companies. No, actually, all it did is it made them from federal to state, and that way the state could do with it as they saw fit. Monuments. I just don't think. There. I just don't think people like paperwork. So there's passing on the paperwork to somebody else. That's it. I think that's what it, the net neutrality is all about. They just don't want to deal with it. So yeah, we, we'll keep tabs on it. And if something gnarly starts to happen because of the repeal of net neutrality, I'd be the first to talk about it because you don't. I. You don't want bad things to happen. Are you listening, people? You don't want bad things to happen to prove your own point. That's just dumb. Flat out dumb to want to a, a international peace summit to fail or an embassy to get blown up or your, you know, people, poor people having to pay five times for their Internet. You don't want that to happen. You don't want another school shooting to happen. So you can say, hey, you know, let's, let's ban guns. This is this is the wrong way to go. So we'll keep tabs on net neutrality. This is uh, talking about like repealing. Remember a few weeks ago, I was talking about Seattle, how Amazon and Starbucks were really ticked off about the head tax. Yeah. You know, city of Seattle said you got to pay an extra basically 15 bucks per pay period per uh, uh, employee you have to pay for our homeless problem. Well, apparently Starbucks and Amazon and other companies have screamed loud enough that they may actually repeal that. Um, city council is kind of split. Uh, council member Teresa Mosqueda said, while a vote may go forward to reveal, repeal the tax, our homelessness and housing affordability crisis gets worse. Good point. It is, a, there is a bad homeless situation there, but do we just throw money? <clears throat> What's well, the best way what to fix I discovered, it? they don't have an income tax. Seattle? Yeah. Oh, that state. Oh, we don't have a state income tax. So in Texas, don't we have, uh, what do we have? We sales have tax. Sales tax. Yeah. Oh. Eight point, in the Woodlands, it's 8.25. Um, it's, it's around eight cents a dollar. No, we don't have state income tax. What does Washington have? Washington state. Um, let's see. Oh, I know wow, I'm New, looking at it. Let's I know New that, York yeah. had one because everyone was complaining about the Yeah, whole, their sales tax rate is 6.5. Mm-hmm. And it also has been high as 10.4 in other areas. Yeah. When you get a, an income, uh, a, a, sale, uh, a sales tax rate between six and 10 cents, that's that's normal. Mm -hmm. Which is always what cracks me up when you have the tax-free weekend for like buying school stuff and everybody just swarms Kmart and Walmart and the malls. You save like, like $7? Well, you save eight cents on the dollar, well, eight, eight and a half cents well, on the what dollar. what happens if you have like 14 kids? You absolutely say that. But my point is, why don't you wait a week when everyone's gone or go the week beforehand when there's a 10% off sale and you save an additional 2%? Everyone just wants, because they think they're sticking it to the man. I was talking with someone yesterday, uh, a friend of mine who's a singer, and he's working on getting a concert together. And he, he said, you know, we were talking about admission ra uh, rate for for this concert. And we were saying, like, you know, I'm thinking 20, but someone else wants 25 or I'm good with 15. 
I said, what you do is find a nonprofit, let's say, you know, a, a dog shelter. Tell people admission is 20 bucks or 15 if you bring a doggy thing, you know, flea call or can of dog food. And the irony is people will pay 10, 20 bucks for a flea collar to get five bucks off admission because it's just this genetic, I'm sticking it to the man kind of thing. I'm getting a sweet deal. And so with Seattle, with their home, and again, there's no easy answer to this. How I don't think a head tax is the proper way because again, you're punishing successful people who are hiring other people and making them pay for city council's catastrophic failure in handling their own homeless problem. It's not a corporation's responsibility to handle a city's homeless problem. So hopefully, and again, we don't want bad things to happen. Hopefully, Seattle City Council will listen to this and vote to repeal it and find another way. So fingers crossed, we do want to get rid of the homelessness problem. Seattle, Conroe, everywhere. Well, I don't know a place that does it well. Do you know a place that handles homelessness not well? Nope. I mean... Nope, because there's a stigma and everyone thinks they have a way. You have your tent cities, which... Well, what was that? Solvent Green? That was the solution. Solvent Green, that was the solution right there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Why? What What happens in Solvent Green? What's in What's in Solvent Green? It's soy, I would guess. Yeah, watch the movie. Isn't that the whole uh, PR it's ad? It's people! Spoiler! No, don't ruin it for them. It is 9.36 here on Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back. We have a sponsored message. We're brought to you by Connor Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Clean. Don't forget, we're chatting on Facebook and YouTube and all that good stuff. So if you have a question, you want to say that Skippy looks so beautiful today, you can. We'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. I'm still Skippy. He's the other one. 940 on the dot. Jimmy on Tuesday, June the 12th. Sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thanks so much. Hey, guys, if you listen to us, go to Conroe Coffee. And if you got a dirty place, call Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Make use of our awesome sponsors. Tell them you heard about them through us. Hey, maybe they'll give you a sweet deal. Who knows? Already 84 degrees, going to go up to 97 today. It be Taco Tuesday today. If you've been watching us uh, uh, on YouTube, you see Dick and I wolfing down our Tuesday morning working breakfast tacos. And Dick, I got another taco story to go with that. So apparently this okay. this mother in California, her and her family were kind of waylaid by this fake cop. There's a guy, uh, you know, walked up to them. They were at a taco stand. Then he walks up and he's flashing a gun and showing him a fake badge. And 
using it to rifle through a person. She knows right away it's not a real cop. So she's trying to get him away from the family so they can, like, take off in the car. So she offers him a taco and is distracting him by with a taco. And then, oh, I need to go get napkins while they call the real cops to show up and nail this guy. So tacos, people, they're not just for breakfast. They're not just one of nature's most perfect foods. They can actually stop crime and save lives. So if I had a third taco to eat today, I would raise it in victory. But there we go. The power of the taco. Yes, I agree with everything you just said. You have no idea what I said, do you? You were tuned into something else. Yes, I agree <laughs> with everything you just said. I knew it. What you find on the online there, Dick? Well, I'm, I I just there's a lot of local stuff. It like jumps up and waves, so I'm just organizing it and getting it ready for the ten o'clock local news cool. spot. But uh, what? One, which one was the blonde uh, Duke brother, Bo or Luke? John Schneider, who went on to become like uh, Clark Kent's father in Smallville. You remember the Duke? talking about a show that was before my the time. Dukes of, I know the Dukes I know of what Hazzard? you're talking about, but I don't know the actors. Okay, well, he, unfortunately, he's off to jail for three days. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he got. He was in town recently at the Dosi Do. Yeah. He's a musician. Yep, and unfortunately, because he's he lost a lot. He had, he got hit with some financial stuff, and then like his movie studio flooded, and he went in a flood, and he had to pay for. But uh, he didn't pay his alimony for a while, so he's in jail for three days, and. Uh, uh, Wish you the best there, John Schneider. You know who might be going to jail? Who? Rose McGowan. Yeah. Talk to me the about actress, this. I, yeah. yeah I, I read this one, but she got indicted it. by the uh, Virginia, is it Virginia? VA grand jury, uh, yeah. felony drug possession. Right. Was, you know what she said? You know what she claimed? Huh. Is it's a conspiracy theory. Well, it's a Weinstein thing, but yeah. listen to what her attorney said, because this is what, what kind of I smiled at, that there's been no denial of her in possession of the cocaine. Yeah. It's that the cops always, for someone like Rose McGowan with that much cocaine, no one's ever arrested. And so that, it's their selective prosecution is how her lawyer put it. Like, you know, that's the conspiracy. Not that she broke the law. So, Rose, I, I know what you're trying to do, but in honesty, if you were in possession of cocaine and you're getting to, it doesn't help you to tell the cop that pulled you over for speeding. Well, everyone else is speeding. That's the wrong thing to do. So uh, if indeed she wasn't, you know, you know, she's innocent of the charges or not guilty of the charges, by all means, fight them. But if it's, well, you know, everyone else does coke. So why am I getting singled out? I always like those war room meetings with like, I always imagine the lawyers like, all right, Rose. There's about 15 different proven ways we can get you out of this. Which way out of all 15 do you want to do it? Well, they wouldn't prosecute me normally if I wasn't a celebrity. I feel like that never works. Yeah, absolutely agree. And, well, you know, there's always like the, 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 the I don't want to say a double standard, but you have all these actors and comedians talk about, yeah, at the time I did this whole, this whole movie just doped up on, on coke the whole time. And when I was younger, I was like, well, why don't the cops at that moment run out there and go arrest the guy? And then I realized that's what possession's all about, mm -hmm. you know. And plus, there's, you know, there's no evidence. So, I mean, I get it. But the, and the other thing about Rose is she's saying that it's a Weinstein hit kind of thing. I can't imagine a cop in the universe right now who would be on Weinstein's side, Harvey Weinstein's side. So that— Well, I don't think they were saying a cop did it. 
I thought it was more of there was a plant. Like somebody, you know, in a black suit walked by and did it, and then they kind of they. Uh, let me reread it because that's not what I got from the okay. article. I got from the article that it was she got arrested and no one else would. So this is, you know, Weinstein put the cops up to it. And I just can't imagine Harvey Weinstein, any cop. Yeah. They're looking forward to throwing him in, in the pokey, in the special pokey with the other people who just love. You love the special sexual, uh Assaulters. That's great. <laughs> well, I know the outside the Trump deal and other political news, the Supreme Court, I wanted to ask you about this. The uh, They upheld it, uh, upheld Ohio's purge of voting rolls in major voting rights case. So this kind of sets the, the standard that uh, you can get purged from your voter registration if you don't vote for X amount of years or whatever term they set. Okay. So. Pros and cons. What are your well, thoughts? There was a local. There was a local one going on too. If you didn't know this, the uh, voting commission in Houston's having a big, big problem right now. Do you hear about this too? No, talk to me. So apparently, when you go and get your driver's license and all that kind of stuff, or a, ju- a jury duty, you know how you get signed for jury duty. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the jury duty uh, f- forms you get is if you don't want to be in jury duty, you have to be exempt through these following things. And one of them is I'm not a U.S. citizen, which you can be here legally and not be a U.S. citizen. And uh, so what was happening was the jury pool, com- like community or like group or whoever does the jury system, mm-hmm. they would take that list and give it to the re- voter registration people. And basically they would purge the list of people who signed on to be – to vote. But on this other legal document saying they weren't a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and apparently the the new commissioner for the voter registration is refusing to do that now. But they've been doing it for like fifteen plus years. Interesting. In well, what's interesting to me about that when I saw that was, isn't it illegal to do that? To do what in particular? Well, like to sign up. To say you're like, because when you do jury duty, they're very serious. Mm-hmm. So like everything's very official and it's like, are you sure you're, you know, like, can you prove this? So, I mean, like, it was kind of like you can't get, just get out of jury duty for lying. Like it, mm-hmm. And if, if you get caught, you get in trouble. Something happens when you get you get in trouble. Right. Either it's called civic call. duty, not civic, then, eh, whatever. Well, I mean, like to me, you think someone would be making phone calls after, I mean, just to clarify, because, you know, there's clerical errors. There's, you know, that kind of stuff. So if, that, if I'm sitting here at the voter registration people and they're comparing a list to a list of people who said they weren't U.S. citizens and they matched, wouldn't you just call them and be like, hey, what's going on here? Because that's illegal, right? It's illegal to register to vote if you're not a U.S. citizen, right? Correct. Am I missing something? Nope. You were dead bang on. And apparently the list was significant enough to where they were like purging a bunch of people every time, every rotation. So I was like, all right, so clearly somebody's doing something. Either it's an accident or whatever, but... Well, and that kind of leads to a kind of a, a bigger question because th- there's been this intertwining now between voting and driver's licenses, like, you know, quote, photo ID. End quote. Yeah. Now, in Europe, uh, you always had your passport on you. I mean, like, always. You, well, that's because like, you're going to country to country. Right? Yeah. But I mean, it was just, it was for all kinds of information. Driver's license back then didn't have pictures on it. Uh, in fact, when I moved back to America, I used my British driver's license way longer than I should have because it was just handy. Uh, yeah. But, well, I'm just, I, that was a separate topic from this Ohio thing. But I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, man, 
you think the the real problem here is people are legally registering and either by accident or on purpose, and it's not followed up. Because that's like, a, like if I was a police officer, well, or that's, whatever, what the, that's what the purge is for. Because there, there's crying of uh, voter fraud on both sides. Well, regardless of voter fraud, like it's it's about setting. I imagine it's about setting a precedent of don't do it because you'll get in trouble. Or if you mm-hmm. accidentally did it, because it's I mean, when you're going filling out your ID, you might be like, yeah, register to vote, whatever. Do you think a driver's license is the proper form or format to deal with not only voting, but also, uh, as you said, your your jury eligibility is based on your driver's license. Mm-hmm. But not every citizen has a driver's license. Not every citizen can afford one. Yeah. You know, it's well, I mean, when like, did the driver's license become the gold standard? Is is that the proper? I think it's when the uh, magnetic strip was installed on the ID. Because mm-hmm. you became a barcode basically, and it's easy. It's really easy to manage barcodes opposed to paper to paper kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I get that. So it's. But I'm thinking is is a driver. In it's, other words, it's, it's what conven- does it cost to buy well, a driver's license? Like thirty five bucks. Uh, well, I mean, I think an ID, uh, like a non-driver's license, like ten bucks. But even so, I have the right to vote as a citizen. But I, but I should rightfully be able to prove my citizenship in order to vote. Yes. So, I shouldn't have to pay a single penny to get the proof. Is that that's in the state of Texas though? That's not. That's no, I'm thinking every state has their own different things. Yeah, but I'm talking to prove citizenship. Okay. Uh, you, I can't. Well, walk, right now, how would you prove your citizenship? I will say I can't walk into a uh, voter registration uh, with my birth, birth certificate. certificate. Yeah, because there's no photo on it, and so I'm not a fan of the driver's license or quote state issued ID having to be purchased in order to um, be able to vote. And I'm just wondering when the driver's license. And we can say Texas, but a lot of states. I mean, I like ma- that. that's why I imagine because if you're if you're a paper pusher, you're like, man, I'm tired of doing all this. Well, yeah, let's but make this simple. Your fatigue has nothing to do with my rights to vote as a citizen. Well, yeah, but I mean, hey, my fatigue's sometimes more important. Same than thing, me. flying. Now, now, flying is we're we're not guaranteed the right to fly. So I get having to have a photo ID for, uh, for getting through TSA to get on an airplane. And uh, again, that was just knee jerk reaction. Maybe it'll go away. Maybe it's the new norm. I, I have no idea. I think the TSA is too big now that we'll never not have it. And so it's just the new norm for, for air travel. But the minute, uh, actually, I was talking I mean, yesterday. There's, re- there's really no proper way to handle that kind of scenario without having some type of check system. Like, you really can't. Like, you can't well, just you- say, hey, open voting today, show up. Oh, no, have an ID. Yeah, have a proof of citizenship, but I think it should be... Uh, uh, it's not even a state issue. This is a federal because you'd be voting in federal elections to have it uh, for free. There is no reason to prove my citizenship. Why I should I have to pay pay for it? And that's just my. No, I, no, I agree with that. But I'm just saying, there's just no way to. I mean, technology today, you definitely could do a cheap way to do it. Like I'm surprised, passport like your first passport isn't free. Yeah, right. Because I mean, found mine, and I'm well, so the only, upset. The only, well, the only reason I say that is that all the information you have to fill out to get a passport, It's some people are afraid of doing that. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like you're on a list now. Well, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like it's kind of like sign up for Facebook. It's free as long as you give us your information. So I was like, why don't they just do the passport like that? <laughs> and then you have to ta- you just have to pay a renewal fee. Like every five years, you just have to. Well, that was the problem. I got my. I found like yesterday or day before my passport. Okay. Un- unpacking, and I believe if it's uh, expired for less than a year, then you can just get it renewed without any issue. Well, mine expired a year and like a week ago. So, to, in order for me to get my passport renewed, I have to mail off the actual passport to the passport office with the new photo. It's not that big a deal, but I love having a passport. Because you never know when you might need it. Yeah. But, uh, hey, listener, going back a topic, listener Dennis said that Eugene, Oregon, and I'm presuming Eugene is the name of the city, uh, have a way ahead homeless city and community programs. I think what Dennis is trying to say, uh, and Dennis, if I'm putting words in your mouth, correct me, is that there's a city in Oregon called Eugene, and they have a a, a homeless program that maybe above and beyond what really works. Uh, give me some details on that, because that would be good to know. We want the homeless problem to fix. We don't want someone to fail. We don't want homeless to go there to prove your political agenda. So what would help a homeless problem? Who oh, no. knows? As we go back to the Cylon National Anthem, we'll go to break now on Mornings with Lone Star, yeah. Dick and Skippy. There's too much confusion. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, 957 on the dot here in the studio. Outside, it's already 85 degrees, going to go about another 10 degrees. Wind's kind of picking up. Looks like about 10 miles an hour, according to the official Lone Star Community Radio weather tree outside my window. Having some good conversation on the air and off the air. If you want to join them in, give a call, 936-647-3776. Hit us up on YouTube Live or Facebook Live. And uh, comment away. I'm still waiting uh, to hear more about this Eugene, Oregon thing. Uh, you know, it doesn't exist until I, I hear details about it. Well, we were kind of chatting about the Ohio voter purge. And if folks didn't know what happened, was it the, uh, the state of Ohio had a system where if you didn't vote for, I believe it was two years, you would mm-hmm. receive a notice saying, are you still active? Can you, do you still want to be registered to vote? And then I think by year, either year six, you're purged. Yeah, because you get warnings too. Hey, we're going to. You gonna... get warnings. And then so I think I think it's a total of six years or it might be four years you get purged. Like you actually get purged from the voting mm-hmm. registration, which requires you to vote, re-register to vote, which isn't too difficult. I mean, I, I imagine. Well, again, how, what options do you have to re-register? Because it should it should be something that I should not have to leave the house or pay any money for, not even a stamp. Well, how, but you still have to leave the house to vote. No, you can vote by mail. But that you have to be qualified to do that. Yeah, if you can't leave the house, then yeah. well, yeah. But we were talking. I thought you were just talking about in general. Like, if I'm just no, lazy. no. I, I, I mean, uh, as long as the 
to r register. And actually, I think you can just ask the post office to send your voter registration card. Or heck, just just call a uh, uh, call your local Kroger or even the local RNC or DNC and say, "Hey, I need a voter registration card." They will gladly either party will gladly come hand deliver one to you because they want people voting as well. Yeah, well, I mean, the biggest issue I see about this is those who get the inspiration to go vote and then they arrive the day of and find out, "Hey, I'm not registered to vote," and you can't register to vote same day and vote. Yeah, there there is. You have to vote beforehand, and that's why there's always a whole registration drive months beforehand. Because yeah. once the uh, and maybe that they can add that to it. Those who are being purged, they're on a special program. You know, if you release that information, let's say the local RNC or the DNC. You know, I'm registered with with the RNC, and I I don't re-register, and it's looking like they're about to purge me. That information could go to the RNC to say, hey. Thompson needs, you know, a call or something, and it's up to them to, to to encourage it. But anything that, you know, expires, use this coupon in a year or expires, it's, it's incumbent upon the consumer to to use it in time. Yeah. And so I, I'm a fan of the purge. It, maybe well, because especially dead people, mm -hmm. that's the biggest, I bet the biggest concern about folks is the amount of people who pass away. And they're like, no one thinks about contacting the government, but like they're dead. Take them off the voter registration. Yeah, there's that. Um, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not a big thing, but someone could actually well, take grandma's voter registration. Well, I'm card surprised it's not. Well, I mean, come on. So, if somebody has passed away, yes, a family member passed away. If you're listening, please let us know what. If you're directly responsible for their remains and everything, do you even let the city know? Well. I think if you well, call. like well, for example, your your best friend lives next door. No mm -hmm. family member but you. Mm -hmm. He passes away in his house. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I'm so sad. He's dead. And then you call the coroner and be like, can you come pick this dude up? Coroner picks him up. They're like, hey, what do you want to do with the remains? Oh, give him, make him ashes, and then you're done. Because the bank's probably gonna be calling the house, or credit card companies, or well, water companies. Yeah, having to deal with the state stuff, uh, I hate to say it, death is only the beginning. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. It's like, who do you officially go to to just inform? Once the coroner, uh, what happens is once the, the coroner or medical examiner gets the body, they sign the death certificate. Yes. Everything is at that moment, from that moment on, everything is contingent on the death certificate. You get a certain number of copies, you pay for more copies. Every bank account, every mortgage lender every utility every credit card company every everybody needs a copy of cut not a xerox copy a, a an official copy of the death certificate to say okay you're off this mailing list you're off, even even wrote a registration let's say you can't just say hey uh so and so you know grandpa died you got to take him off well we need a copy of the death certificate um, now when it comes to, I, I know, uh, with, with my dad, uh, my folks did a lot of, uh, some philanthropy work, you know, donating to various causes, wounded warrior, uh, Alzheimer's, all the cancer society. And once you get on one, they sell those lists. So they get junk mail, probably 20, well, my mom now, like 20 pieces of junk mail a day from these various nonprofits asking for money. So I've taken upon myself to call them each one as I get it saying, hey, he's passed on. He needs to come off your list. And they're, oh, okay, it'll take up to three months to do it. Then I'm going to be calling every month until you do. Uh, 
it's not easy. They want to make it as hard as possible uh, to prove death for that for that very reason. Yeah, but I feel like that's part of the process. Like you you mm-hmm. inform, well, especially if your city handles like for example, the city of Conroe handles water in certain homes. I think they do. Or well, they, they handle you, something. You got your muds. And then, well, I mean, you can go pay your utility bill over at the city of Connor. Oh, yeah, I got you. And I feel like that's that's where you say, hey, can we stop payment or whatever? And also, he's dead. Please mark that down. Well, that's why it goes into probate, because the executor has to prove to the utility. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, like, you think, but no one thinks about taking him off to voter Role. Right, exactly. That's the whole point. Now, uh, now, if you quote move, apparently every time I move, I have to re-register, which is proper because I'm in a new precinct or something like that. But if you're in the same house and you're absolutely right, if the assumption is you're still there, and I'm sure there's a small amount of voter fraud that happens, but Bobby grabs dead grandma's voter registration or it gets sold. Hey, you know, grandma was a lifelong Democrat. I'll sell it to the GOP for, you know, 50 bucks. Who knows? That's how you get in trouble, Sean. Okay, I, I meant to say allegedly. It's 10 o'clock. We were going to talk about some local news. Yeah, actually, can we take a break? Uh, we can. We're going to take a I will break. Let you. And then we come back, we're talking about some local news. There's a family here in Connor that lost a lot to a fire. And so we're going to talk about a fundraiser going on this weekend for them. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, there's also, there's just a lot of different stuff happening here. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. You're the Summer Wings Lone Star. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. None will level on the mind. Nobody of it is worth it. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy 1010 on the dot here in the Lone Star Studios where it's bright and sunshiny outside, but oh so cool inside the studio. Uh, thanks to Dennis for uh, popping back uh, his answer on Eugene, Oregon. Apparently it's the hotbed of hippiedom. All the, all the big hippies go to Eugene, Oregon. And so apparently their, their tax rate is very... Socially conscious, I guess is the best way to, to phrase that. Uh, so there you go. So you learn something new every day. Um, we're, oh, we're going to talk local stuff. As Speaking of local, we are sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweet Bob's Cleaning. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. Everybody go to them for your coffee and cleaning needs. 
Well, let's talk a little bit. Uh, we have just kind of different spectrums we can talk about local stuff. We did talk about the International Yoga Day set for June 23rd. You betcha. And that is next Saturday. I'm so there with my Green camera. Park. So just for, if you're into yoga and all that stuff. You're into really, watching I'm, yoga? Yeah, I'm, that's really creepy, by the way. Thank you. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and then I want to talk about this weekend. There is a benefit fundraiser organized to support a Conroe family devastated by a house fire. And they lost three family members. Yeah, this is the family. A lot of local people, two kids, two young kids, and the grandma passed away. This is the Zarate family. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Z-A-R-A-T-E. Their house in Conroe uh, burned down. Three deaths. And so, yeah, there's a benefit happening at Somerset Estates Park on the 16th, I believe. From 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., there will be... uh, uh, barbecue, various and sundry events happening, and the proceeds go to help this family. They also set up a GoFundMe account. If you uh, go to GoFundMe and just in your search thing, type Zarate, Z-A-R-A-T-E, uh, fire, probably, mm-hmm. and that'll that'll well, take you to it. There's also an article in The Courier about this. Uh, they also be collecting items, uh, clothing items for the family, and request the following uh, kids, uh, kids' shoes, size 7, 1, and 2, uh, the mom size la- uh, large, ten to twelve, and other, like just different stuff like that. Uh, they have a contact email uh, and all that stuff on the courier website for the news. So there you go, and that's uh, pretty pretty devastating to a family last weekend. But this is important. Uh, other than that, another local local news. Uh, we did you know the Woodlands Market Street is renovating. It's yeah, tough. I heard about that. They're going to, because they got the grass there, but that grass just gets relentlessly beaten down by not only the sun, but a lot of people there's become very popular. So they're going to replace the grass with more of a, when I say AstroTurf, a lot better than what it used to be, kind of like a synthetic material, uh, more artwork. Uh, if you haven't been to Market Street, if you're like a Conroe person or a Houston person, uh, but haven't been to the Woodlands much, Definitely hit Market Street. It's, it's unique. It's the best way to phrase it would be like an outdoor mall, but that doesn't do it I always justice. wanted to park at those VIP parking spots just mm-hmm. to, so I could say I did it because they always have like McLarens and just ridiculous cars. But you know what I'm talking about? Like oh, around yeah. the square. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really just want to park my car there just to be like, what's up? I want to park a Dodge Neon there or, yeah. my, or an old Yugo <laughs> or it was a Geo Metro, <laughs> the little two-seater uh <laughs> yeah they're... well one thing too i like telling people about the renovation and stuff just be careful going around that area because either there's construction or there's you know there's detours and all that kind of stuff but it's mainly taking place inside the square which a lot of people you shouldn't just shouldn't drive inside the square it's just a mess so yeah park on the outskirts and walk around also don't forget lake conroe has restocked uh, itself with one hundred and nine thousand yeah, large we talked about bass. that that was yesterday and i i, I will still know go, not Go into the water there. Because there's alligator cars. They're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Just laying now. <laughs> yeah. But enjoy fishing, people. I'll, I'll fish from the edge, but no, not go in. Well, you know, the Lake Conroe is the deadliest lake, I think, in the country. Or the second deadliest lake. Is it lake. really? Yeah, something like that. Freak accidents happen there. Wow. You didn't know that? No, I yeah. didn't. It's pretty crazy. So that's your that's your local uh, bites from time to time. Uh, we're in June. It is the quiet between the voting storms. Don't forget, there is a general election in November. May seem a long time away, but 
pretty soon we're going to start getting uh, um, a lot of races are going to heat up uh, uh, for both parties here. More, uh, I think, historically now there are more two-party races in Montgomery County than there have been, at least mm -hmm. in a very long time. I don't want to say ever. And so get ready for it. Probably uh, in the next month or so, it'll be kicking in. And so register to vote. Be sure to go. do that. But yeah, that's pretty much it for today's local news. There's a lot more coming this week. We'll have a more structured way to look at it. But uh, yeah, that family, again, just look on the courier and you'll see more about the family who was devastated by the fire and lost three of their family members. Mm. And uh, Yeah, hard, hard stop to this Verade yeah. family there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the kind of, uh, we'll try and uplift this mood. Uh, so there's a California ghost town that's on uh, up for sale. You got a million bucks on you, Dick? Okay. You want to go halvesies on it? No. Only 500K each? No. It's uh, nestled between Sequoia and Death Valley, two national parks. There's a ghost town for sale for just, sorry, under a million dollars. I thought it was a million flat. You can own a piece of the American West in an abandoned silver mining town founded in 1867 called Cerro Gordo. Cerro Gordo? I don't know. My, I speak French, not Spanish. Yes, it's in Owens Valley near the town of Lone Pine. It's only 925000 Dude, that's like 475 each. That's all. Nothing. Comes with more than 300 acres of land, mineral rights, and no shortage of peace and quiet. 22 structures are on site, including an historic hotel, a bunkhouse, saloon, chapel, and a museum, plus all the artifacts that go with it. This is awesome. We need to do this or go shoot a, go shoot a movie out there. That would be pretty interesting if a... Uh movie studio about that or turn into like this really honking big paintball arena honking big how big's honking big okay. ghost town big uh yeah ghost town For future big. references yeah ghost town big but i i mean it is kind of funny that ghost towns now when you say ghost town do you mean the city literally just became a ghost town uh, yeah got abandoned as people you know they went bankrupt okay, what's they the left. city called again Cero c-e-r-r-o gordo Hey, Gordo, what up? All right. I'm looking at it right now. So, no, it's called a ghost town. Mm hmm So, Juan, is a ghost town, like, officially labeled? There could be, like, a legal... Or, I'm sure there would be because think about all the... Basically, it's a town that's gone bankrupt in and of itself. So, there has to be tax ramifications and census ramifications. So, I think to be given gold town... A ghost town status is probably a legal term. Well, I mean, I'm looking at it. It's just an old mine. That's all it is. Yeah, you got mineral rights there. And like one house. This place looks actually kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> but I can see someone buying it. And do you think they would? Because it's kind of. Well, that's what bankrupted Kim Basinger when she was back when she was married to Alec Baldwin. Yeah. She bought a ghost town. Well, she bought a town. Or like a couple million bucks, a million or two. Let's see what time did she. What time? Did this she buy? was the eighties, maybe the early nineties. Okay. Kim Basinger, right town or mayor or something. It's Braselton, like Georgia. Yeah, that's what it was. Is it still around? Uh, I'm sure it is, but it. I think pretty much bankrupt. Speaking of Alec Baldwin, he's on record now saying that if he ran for a 2020 election. Uh, he would win hands down. Quote, if I ran, I would win hands down. I would win. Uh, it would be the funniest, most exciting, and most crazy campaign. 
ha 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 good luck alec baldwin have you if, if you want a good laugh for alec baldwin and this is a guy to, to me just became a joke of what he once was once upon a time of back from his jack ryan days he actually tried to have his own radio show you should listen to the audio of it it is so, it's painful to listen to not only is he horrendous as a radio host but it'd be okay time to go to the phones just now. like this less painful we're less painful than he is trust me on this one because at least we, we can always rely on the dennis's or the carly's or the brett's or the others of the world to, to, to sound off from time to time or let you know the world lets us know they're there with him it was okay so very important discussion here talking about this let's go to the phone lines you can hear the producer but still no one's on the phone no one's calling what and then he'd go off and 15 minutes later Surely there's someone on the on the phones by now, and literally no one called in. It was funny. So, yeah, good luck with your presidential campaign, Alec. You know what? I'm going to run in 2020 again myself, and I'll bet you that we will both tie for third. So I'll be in good company. And before you laugh at me, know that I only got one less state in the last election than Walter Mondale did. So there you go. I'm just glad we don't take phone call but this this ghost town thing is really interesting to me mm-hmm. i'm telling you this is, let's buy a ghost town because well, i mean i'm trying to think like what do they how, it didn't look the, the ghost town doesn't look like a ghost town to me though so i don't really well know. yeah it's not you think old west you think like the you know that kind of thing yeah you like that that's what i'm definitely yeah and it, it's not it, it's just abandoned okay well, there you go. That's pretty interesting. So, you and Holly getting married, right? Yeah. Going to be kids on the line, you think? Yeah. How many do you want? Oh, as many as we can have. Have or afford? Both. Same thing, right? Okay. Now, how does Holly feel about this? I don't know yet. Okay. Well, there's a Michigan family. They have 14 boys and no regrets. Okay. You think after boy 12, they'd be like, okay, honey, you know what? <laughs> No, these guys, I got to read more about this. They may be like insanely Catholic or something. Uh, Jay Schwant, who's the father, says, We happen to be this great big family of 14 boys that has so much fun every second that we're together, and we still get horrible comments. And he's talking about they're just totally smacked down on social media. He and his wife, uh, Kateri, uh, wow, I'm kind of reading about this. So, Fort. Teen boys. I want to read more about this down the line, but can you imagine just the house? They have to live on a 200-acre property uh, because the house has to be big enough to hold that many. This is twice the Brady Bunch plus. I don't think people realize how many kids is after, like, six. Like, it, I'm saying, like, the number. Like you, I think if you have... I feel like if you have kids... I have five brothers and sisters... And my cousin has eight kids. And I feel like after the sixth one, you're kind of like, there's just a lot. There's just, it just doesn't end. Yeah, especially, I see that. Well, especially like the periods of raising. Mm-hmm. It's like someone's been in diapers for over 19 years. You know, like you're, <laughs> you're still dealing with it. And I own stock and pampers. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. It's 1022. We got to take a break. Okay. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Uh, I know Dennis did a comment about what your question was for him about that Oregon place. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about that when we come back. And other other than that, there's a lot of stuff going on. 
Stick around. More into Lone Star. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hello. Welcome to the dulcet tones of Mornings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. I'm your co-host Skippy, sitting alongside Dick. At 1026 on the dot, here at Lone Star Community Radio. Okay, that's enough of that one. 1026, Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. You know the scoop. Use them. We love them. Uh, get great conversation on the air and off. Uh, as uh, Dick pointed out, Dennis did respond back with Eugene, Oregon. And uh, yeah, to be honest, uh, people, listeners, and we'd love for you to sound off on this. Dick and I off the air are talking about the homeless issue that there's just no one answer. Well, in life, there is very fewly unanswered, but what's effective? What works, you know, throwing money at the problem uh, just today, you know, before the show, I stopped to get some, some tacos from our favorite taco place. And next door is what's the name of it? You know, where you going for the breakfast and a prayer thing? Conroe house of prayer, Conroe house of prayer. Awesome place. And what they do, uh, not every day. I don't think, but uh, they open their doors for those who are homeless, disenfranchised, however you want to phrase it, and they give them a meal, possibly a cleanup. Um, in return, you know, they they hold hands, say a prayer, you know, whatever it takes, and that feeds them for the day. And I hate to I hate to get all biblical with you know teach a man to fish, but you know you know you feed them for a day, okay? They're, they're hungry for the day, they're fed for the day, awesome. But what about tomorrow? What about the next day? It, it, so. The cliche, teach them. Well, how? I think there's still a huge stigma on on the homeless issue in America. And, well, and if urban. you if did you read what Dennis wrote? Yeah, uh, unless he added to it. It was about the Grateful Dead. About, yeah. Yeah, it's just very well, I mean, socially I, conscious. Yeah, I think that's something that you look at as a community where you, you have a welcoming area or community, basically. And then you also work with everyone in the community. So I think what really the biggest issue too is the different levels each city is at. What you when I say use, like everyone has a use. If you think of it as practicality, like mm-hmm. every citizen has a use in the area. You have a job or you do something. Maybe like some cities, like the bigger ones, like Houston. What use do they have for the homeless population? Like what opportunities are there for the homeless population? And I, I mean, I can't really answer that because it's so far advanced. I mean, it's a concrete jungle there now. And, so, and there aren't because you can take these around and say, well, now the well, latest jobs report came out that there are more jobs than people able to work them. So they're out there for the taking, but not everyone can. These are jobs that are fairly specific. You have to be a CNC lathe machine operator and to, to, to have this job. So even talk about, well, people need to work with the community. Well, well everyone like, in the community want, is going to need to want to. And, I, you know, it's human nature to think, well, I've worked hard for what i have so you could technically just buy that ghost town and just see if anything can grow there and just have everyone like buy a town and just put homeless people there and say 
create your own. Well, it could either become a utopia yeah, or become, game. yeah, I was going to say, Lord of the Flies, here we come. A uh, very interesting point. Let's buy that ghost town and see what we come up with. Do it like, or not the Hunger Games, what's the other one, the most dangerous game? Just, you I mean, know. Isn't that technically what Gandhi kind of did? In what context? Didn't he purchase several acres and they just basically all lived there and he grew, grew they grew crops? Oh, yeah. They, well, it's a, it's a commune is yeah. what it is, you know. And so back to what Dennis said, you know, the, the hippie way of life. Get a commune with co-ops, food co-ops, uh, you know, everyone shares. And it looks great on paper. It truly does. Eventually, human Isn't that nature what Waco is, was that guy with Waco. Well, yeah, the, was the, not the, a commune. Yeah, well, that was a that was a pseudo religious okay sat sect. The Branch Davidians were their name. Okay, and it was so it was a religious base. But uh, alas, human nature is as someone becomes successful, they're like, well, I worked hard for this. This is mine, and they may want to give back, but the second they're told, you have to give back now. You're you're one of the one percent. You're 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 you make too much money. You have to give money for the have-nots. That's where the that's where the breakdown happens. And if they said, "Well, this is just class warfare," no. If someone works hard for the money, they should not be taxed more than fifty percent. You know, I see these countries. Why are we more like the Netherlands? Because the Netherlands has a sixty percent tax rate. You literally pay more than what you keep to taxes, and I think that's just absolutely wrong. Well, I think a lot too is the city planning and all these cities' growth is gradual. And you look at the growth of any city that has major corporations or major attractions. There's a reason because the the city government or municipality works with them in different angles. Like either it be tax breaks, or they offer a good place for workers to live. It's clean, or you know those kind of things. And that's always going to be evolving depending on where companies go. Like that Seattle thing was always made me laugh because if you look at the long-term results, like say they did get their millions of dollars for the homeless population, what will that do long-term for the city? Well, the tipping point came that, hey, we got a lot more money to handle homeless people so we can feed them and, well, and shelter saying, them like, so more come in well, to say, what, go to Seattle. I was wondering what would you think, hypothetically, what would happen and. So really what you're asking is, especially I was looking at how much tax would that be? For example, Boeing's there. One of mm -hmm. their head, they have 80,000 employees there. It would cost them $20 million a year. Mm -hmm. That's how much the tax they would have to pay. Now, if any business sat down annually and did their reports and they said, oh, hey, we're going to lose $20 million every year now because of our employees, what do you think the first thing they would probably do in, in preparation for the next year? Start looking for different cities. No, I guarantee you no. I guarantee they would start firing people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it down. Well, that would that'd be the first thing. Is like, <clears throat> hey, let's let's. We're already here. Infrastructure's here. Let's see if we can't move things around. That was the first thing that happened when the ACA got signed. Uh, so, Obamacare, Affordable Care Act. It was yeah. If you have more than any, if you have more than fifty full time employees, you have to do this. Fine. We we now have forty nine employees, and they're all working thirty eight hours a week, so they're not full time. And and yeah. there's always ways that's going to be the first thing. Now, Dennis raises a really good point. He says people are afraid of the mentally ill. Um, and that's kind of the issue is that when we say homeless, that's such a broad, you know, are they are they disenfranchised veterans? Are they did their house burn down? Did they just get broke? Did they fall in hard times? Are they a third generation homeless? You know, so just throw money at a shelter, let's say a homeless shelter or something that it's almost like. I don't want to, uh, when I'm comparing this to school shootings, it's not a comparison. I'm just saying there, you got to get to the root cause. What's causing school shootings? Is it violent video games? Is it, is it a society where you get a trophy to win? Is it, uh, you get a trophy just for showing up. 
you, you got to start going after the causes of the problem. You know, if there's mental illness involved, then throwing money into a, a facility just to get someone off the street for the sake of getting them off the street does not, in my opinion, help stop the problem to begin with. I think, you know, some of these funds need to be diverted into uh, uh, psychological programs, the therapy programs, occupational therapy, pro therapy programs, rehab programs, um, so forth and so on. But just to say, we're going to charge everyone, we're going to charge uh, every big company this much money on a head tax. A unless you have a comprehensive, what's that money going to, to stop this problem, then you're just going to get this influx more and more. If I remember correctly, there was a pretty funny news program uh, a fortunate news program where it was like Channel 2 or somebody in Houston was in the museum district in that, I guess that, what they call it, Turner Tent City or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were doing a live broadcast and this dude starts yelling at him to get out of there. And he had like a baseball bat and he was like basically chasing the crew <laughs> out of the of the homeless camp. Right. And to be home, I mean, I got to admit, there have been some downtimes in my life, but they're, the, they're but for the grace of God go I, being without a house, you know, being without a place to live, uh, that to be lumped in in one big group to say, oh, you're homeless, so you're just like all these other people like the guy with the baseball bat. And that's that could be farthest from the truth. There's, you know, there are subsections, and each one needs to be addressed in a different way, again, in my, in my opinion. Um, and they all need assistance. And, uh, you know, so I'll agree with Dennis on that. He says he either loves his brothers and sisters or he doesn't. And I get that. But, A, you can't help everyone equally all the time. So you need to figure out uh, something that's a, so ubiquitous, so big as, as, as uh, homelessness. Okay, what group can we get off the streets quickest and easiest? Let's go after that group first. There, it's done. Now we can divert these resources and these people can get back to the community to get the next group. And the next group, again, these are all just my personal thoughts, but love to hear, hear the conversation continue on this, especially with, you know, we, we have the tent city. Houston's actually got a tent city. And I know a lot of Houstonians are just freaked out about that, that no, that's for Austin. That's for California. That's for Seattle. That's not for Houston. So no easy answers on this one. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's certain, things that do work and certain things don't. Like I remember when we first came down here with the radio station and meeting with the local business owners, that was one of the biggest complaints is they find feces all over the place. Like, especially over by the chamber building. And then, uh, I'm not kidding you, heritage place, they would find feces. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, uh, you actually made me spit coffee out there. I was not expecting that. So, and then, you know, some folks didn't feel safe leaving. Like say they close at 9 PM. Mm-hmm. You know, they walk to their cars and things like that, which, I mean, I I know I've seen it. I know I've actually, I've stayed here late and I've seen people, I've heard people hang out on the bench outside, probably about six or seven guys just hanging out, drinking and doing whatever. Mm -hmm. Not saying that that's wrong, but it's just kind of like, what, what, if you ask any officer, what kind of, what causes trouble in a neighborhood? And it's just people loitering kind of thing. Cause it only takes one time for someone to get upset about somebody like either internally in a party and they start pushing and then something goes really mm -hmm. bad and you know, those kind of things. But I don't really know, but I'm just telling you that it, that if you look up, I found it, it's channel two Houston. It happened last year. Just look up a neighborhood plagued by vandalism due to the homeless population. 
because people had their little cameras and they were saying these homeless people would walk through the neighborhood and start vandalizing stuff. And well, that, like that. that is because a big city, like the first idea they have is, well, okay, we have people living under these bridges, so we're going to shut down them being able to live under these bridges. Well, then they're just going to go to another part of town, then another part of town. They're going to get a city, and then you're going to tear down the tent city, and then they're going to go here. It's this the cycle that just booting them out of your neighborhood doesn't help the problem. It helps you, but it voices it on someone else. And bear in mind that if people start showing up in your neighborhood and you want them out, they were in another neighborhood that got kicked out to come to you. So, again, there are ways to uh, uh, address it. I don't think there's any one one issue. There you go. And yeah, I'm reading Dennis again. Yeah. Okay. He, he, Dennis suggests uh, uh, give to those you know. Don't run money through organizations that they use this money for administrative costs. Amen, brother. Uh, do research. Do the thing on you know United Way. How much they get? The, the CEO gets or how much? Or it's it's pretty bad. Goodwill's good. You, you know know your know your nonprofit. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Maureen's Lone Star. We will be right back after these messages. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Hello, welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. We're still digging Skippy. Ten forty-one. We're pretty much down to our final segment, I think, for this day. Still eighty. Oh, he's gone up to eighty-eight degrees. Three degrees since the last time I talked about it. It's going to get hot today. But moving on from the weather. Uh, so, World Cup starts Thursday. You ready for it? Yes. Who's your money on? Oh, good question. Not the United States. Um, that was a joke. <laughs> I'm not laughing. So apparently there's... I would say Germany or... Oh, man, that's a good question. I would say Germany or Spain. Funny you should mention that. So you didn't read this article then, right? No, I didn't read anything. Okay, so uh, there's a scientist named Andreas Grohl at the Technical University of Dortmund in Germany and a few of his colleagues. Uh, these guys have used a combination of machine learning and conventional statistics, a message called the random forest approach, to identify a different most likely winner. And what this is, it's uh, using thousands upon thousands of variables. What they have determined is that right now going in, Spain will win. Unless Germany makes the semifinals, in which case Germany will win. And they've actually got this little bracket breakdown. It's really cool, but, I mean, they were talking about they use everything from the gross domestic product of the host country or the team country to uh, weather algorithms to all, all kinds of stuff. 
it's it's amazing. So I just love how you you said the two teams that they said. So, well, one thing I'm excited about for the World Cup is leading up with the friendlies and everything. People are scoring goals, mm-hmm. so it's going to be in an exciting World Cup. Uh, and hopefully that'll get the Americans on board because Americans just can't handle the fact that you can actually end in a tie. Yeah, uh, especially a zero zero tie or nil nil. But uh, you you can in the first round of the World Cup end in a tie. Mm-hmm. But after the first round, it goes to knockout. It goes right. to, goes to exciting soccer. But just the sport in general, they they can't wrap themselves around a sport where what do you mean no one scored and they still won because of this? Well, what I love is the opening game is Russia versus Saudi Arabia, and that might be the one of the most boring games. No offense to the both. Are of those both teams. Iran and Iraq on in the? I don't know. That's a good because wouldn't you just give your left arm? To see Iran on the pitch with Iraq or Iran with, you know, Israel. Israel. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm like, actually. That'd be like rollerball. Just people dying left and right and just shiving each other. So Iran is in, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. But I don't see Israel. So, no, they're not in there. And Iraq is not. Wow, that would now talk so, about I'm that that's Lord of the Flies right there. That would be like rollerball come to life. I would I would love that. But so is this uh forest uh random forest uh statistical analysis any better than Paul the octopus? Remember him? Paul unfortunately pa- passed away in in yeah. 2010. Sad. But he's the octopus that actually had like this 90% success rate at picking the teams the, the rounds in World, the 2010 World Cup match. I mean, uh, 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 eight. No, 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 ten. I had it right. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Okay. Well, I mean, I, I know that's the thing about the World Cup is it's always off and on about mm-hmm. with certain teams where you'll have the underdogs do very well, but then really when it gets to the last eight. That's when things get kind of like, oh, of course Germany is going to win, or of course Spain's going to beat the small team. But sometimes there are some surprises. There's always the upset. And I know uh, the good thing about this, also about the World Cup, is for the players themselves, like teams from Egypt, uh, Peru, uh, Denmark, they showcase some of the talents that for a lot of the uh, the stock value in the player goes up mm-hmm. and they perform really well. And they'll move to a big team or something like that. And then, you know, if you're into soccer, that's kind of exciting to see these kind of like I remember it was at Iceland did really well last World Cup, and a few players got big moves where it was like they'd never been in that they'd never had a player up in the high leagues kind of thing. What are they called in baseball? The big show. Yeah. I went up to the big show. Like Tunisia is in the World Cup. Did I okay. pronounce it? Tunisia, yeah, yeah, they're in the World Cup. Interesting, which is pretty remarkable. But they're also in probably one of the hardest groups. So, good luck to those guys. Good luck. They're going to get crushed. Bon chance, mes amis. But, yeah, if you're into soccer, it's exciting. Some of the groups, I mean, they're all kind of well-balanced, except for, of course, Russia, because they probably cheated and got into the easier group. But uh, it's going to be a fight, and that's what I like. I like uh, I've been following soccer for about 10 years. So the World Cup, always it's always exciting just to see the results of different teams and things like that. So who do you think is going to win, knowing nothing about soccer? Germany. What? Dude, I grew up on soccer in England. Just okay. I got out. You don't of, think England's gonna win? No, really? Nope. I'd love for them to, and I know for me not for me to say this sounds like the 
They're, they're in an easy group in the group stage. They're with Tunisia. Yeah, but they're not going to go all the way. They'll, they'll make it. England will make it to the semifinals. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. That starts on Thursday. I think Germany folks. will take the, take the whole thing. Really? I no, think I so. think they're going to get injured. Someone's going to get injured and then the whole no, morale. Injured or injured where they fall down. Oh, no, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite. Because so how do your buddies not make fun of you for that? I know, right? Like, as you know, there's like, you know, office banter with soccer soccer teams. Like, hey, look at you this week. <laughs> if you listeners don't know what we're talking about, just YouTube, probably soccer leg falls or something like that. And it'll show how dramatic. Well, no, there's a uh, there's a uh, there's a award called the Balloon Day. Oh, it's like the big basically it's the one of the biggest soccer awards for individuals. And then someone made the balloon de floor or whatever. And that means falling to the whatever that is, like the what's balloon de wing in French? I forgot what it is. But whatever it's an award for, whatever, but it's falling on the floor. Okay. And so they have it every year and they send kind of like the Razzies. <laughs> and then they send the statue to the to the soccer player. And it's probably player. a soccer player on his back with holding his leg up in the air. Oh, that so, hurts. It's pretty funny. Oh, that is funny. Uh, speaking of funny, a headline that I wanted to talk about yesterday, but we ran out of time, and by golly, I'm getting it in today. So the other day in Pennsylvania, there was a road raid incident that took quite the turn. Now, we actually I have the original story and an update. So uh, Henry Weaver, 69%, when uh, Pennsylvania on uh, Highway Route 309, a uh, car cut him off. He gave chase. Both vehicles stopped at an intersection. The two drivers hopped out of their cars and stood close as they argued when all of a sudden Weaver turned around, unbuckled his britches, and defecated on the man's leg right there. Now, Weaver's come forward to explain that he has a history of irritable bowel syndrome, which acts up when he is stressed. And so then in this situation, he got worked up and had to go right then and there. And I, I would buy this, except that he pulled down his pants and then turned around on the other driver instead of just going, I got to go, I, you know, and doing it right there. So he actually. That's a way to prove a point. So let's see. That's why I'd make a great TV lawyer. Is it not true that instead of just dropping your pants and going, you turned around to make sure your defecation hit the, the defendant. You're out of order. This whole so court's out of order. You're bizarre. You know, I wanted to talk to you about this. And we have five minutes left. So the Woodland Township, uh, this earlier this month approved recommendation to add swan boats. I heard about that yesterday. So was, it, uh-huh. it, it kind of made me laugh a little bit because for an area that's so self-centered on look and appeal, mm-hmm. you think swan boats it's are the perfect fit for the woodlands? Not the perfect fit. Now, let me, I'll give you a little bit of history because I was actually at Woodlands Online yesterday doing a TV spot and we uh, we talked about this. So the Woodlands Waterway, which if you haven't seen it, it's beautiful. It, it, it connects the malls to Market Street, to the hotels, to Anadarko, which is like a lazy river, but not a river. If that, you know, the water doesn't flow like that. Okay. And they had some water taxis that had, uh, you know, the main base was outside the mall. And, you know, you go in there and pay your money and it would take like 45 minutes to an hour to do the whole 360 degree route through, through the waterway. And just nice for what it was, especially at night, because they, they would light things up. But it very not very practical. It's too slow. It would take 20 minutes to get basically next door. 
because you take the circuitous route. So if you want to get to the hotel, that plus all of them got injured, the, the boats, the water taxis, during Harvey. And so they were out of commission for a while. So there's been nothing on the water. So the, the swan boats, and these are the self-paddling ones. You know, you get in there and you paddle them yourself. They use them at like the Herman Park in, in, in Houston. So I agree with you. It's not the image we're looking for, but I think they're trying to find anything to put something on the waterway to make it worth all the money they spent on it because the water taxis just aren't doing it. People weren't riding them because they were charging eight bucks a head. We're charging $25 a head for the swans. But at least that's where you get to go out with your loved one and pedal it yourself and and you, you go at your own pace. Yeah, you can hold four people, $25 mm -hmm. first hour, then $5 for additional one or two and three hours. They'll make they'll make a couple hundred bucks a day, tops. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. There you okay. go. There you well, go. Well, we're closing out the show today, guys. Uh, again, we do have some special guests coming in this week. We're gonna have the folks from the Greek Squad who won the best burger. And if they're last listening, weekend. don't li don't listen to Dick. Nine o'clock is the perfect time for a breakfast burger. We we want to know a what breakfast burger. Breakfast they, burger. They didn't win. With we're gonna that. go to High Hob. They didn't. Well, don't make us go. We to are. IHOB. We actually are gonna go High Hob. We're gonna go. You to know, like tomorrow, what we'll do is we'll go over our, our burger of choice from IHOP, mm -hmm. and then we'll uh, we'll talk about going. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. We're brought to you by Connor Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Don't forget, we're here every weekday morning from nine to eleven p.m. a.m. <laughs> and uh, today's lineup, we got a full full lineup. At eleven o'clock, we have a replay of Keeping Up with Conroe, and then we have the Legal Connection, and then we also have a new show, Affordable Water coming this way ah and then it's a non-profit talking about the water things going on here i guess <laughs> there we go and then on top of that we have hispanic chamber connection and then we have afternoons of lone star you listen to lone star community radio a lot of stuff going on here on your community radio station it is 10 53 we will be back tomorrow morning Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com. <laughs>